This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Thanks for tuning in to the show. It's Thursday. You know that means this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, anything really that's on your heart. You need only to call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com where you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. I'm assuming that today, Paula, everybody wants to call so they can talk to you. Well, okay. I'm here. Because you have a distinct voice. Well, that was very, (laughs) very strange. More on that in a moment. Uh, If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Now, Paula, it's your show. Okay. Anything and everything. Okay. Um, yeah, today talking about my voice, uh, I met a lady in a restroom. And, uh, you know, she heard me talking and she goes... We were at a restaurant. At a restaurant, yeah. And she said, are you a pastor's wife? I just kind of looked at her like, yeah. And... She says, you have a very distinct voice. I listen to you on the radio. And you know what I was thinking? It's a good thing I was behaving myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, when don't you behave yourself? <laughs> you were, by the way, you were not behaving yourself just a few minutes ago when you were making fun of me. Well, I'm going to ask the radio audience for prayer. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell them why, and I'll, I'll back you up? No, I was just trying to... Help Pastor Ken mm-hmm. with his music deficiencies. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, a Hall & Oates fan. Yeah. And I, sometimes, because I'm his boss, I can do this, mm-hmm. I force him to come in here and listen to some real music. Mm-hmm. And today we were listening to the Beach Boys. And uh, we are talking about the British invasion before that. Mm-hmm. And, and you walked in and said, I need some black people to help me. <laughs> I need prayer. I, I, you know... <laughs> All black people unite, because one, one year before Ron's mom had uh, gone to be with Jesus, um, somebody gave him tickets to, who was it? Neil Diamond. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, I don't want to have anything bad. I'm not a racist or anything like that, but it's not my style of music. And so I said, oh, your mother would love to go. You should take your mother to that. <laughs> and 
Why didn't you take your mom? You loved her. She loved you. Because I had eyes only for one woman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, that was back in the day when he drove, too, so it wasn't even like he really needed me to drive him over there. But, you know, wives, submit your husbands <laughs> to the Lord, even back then. Hmm, 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 suffering for Jesus. And I think it was before I was even saved, though, really, right? Oh, yeah, way before Way before saved. I was saved. So why did I go? I should have said no. <laughs> <laughs> it, was anyway. at the, it was at the <laughs> forum yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. And we went to see Neil Diamond. We'd you know, I, you went to see Neil Diamond. <laughs> 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 Let's get the story straight. Paula, you... still, Paula still tells people that the only black people in that place were those who were working the ushers and the concession right. stands and stuff like that. <laughs> and this one young man came up the aisle. He just perusing, you know, kind of looking around and making sure everything was okay. And his eyes and mine, and I was so ashamed. <laughs> his eyes and mine met, and he looked at me like, are you lost? <laughs> Did somebody force you? You all right, lady? You need some help? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they started singing stuff like Cracklin' Rosie and what's the other where you, you have the, you, they have the little <laughs> flashlight. They do that at every concert. <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> you know that man took a picture of me. My, my picture's on a post board somewhere saying, don't let her in. She's out. We kicked her out that day. But anyway, so y'all pray for me because, you know, it's my fault. Cause, and we can ready to do a marriage counseling, I mean, a marriage retreat. And sometimes the women will come and they start trying to, you know, complain about their husbands. And this is what I always say. You picked him. <laughs> so it's really my fault. I picked this one. And, oh, this, yeah, next time I'll come in later, like two minutes before the show starts. So I don't have to. Oh. Anyway, I love you, Ron. <laughs> I, I'm feeling you it. You can feel it, huh? I'm feeling and, it. And in this office just a few minutes ago, we had you, the white guy, Sam, the his, Hispanic guy, Ken, the Filipino guy, and your wife, the black girl. So we're well-rounded here. But why we got to be forced to listen to your music? Because you're the boss? You're the senior well, pastor? It, it's my office. We're gonna <laughs> it is your office. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Okay, well, so... You know, this is kind of embarrassing every once in a while when, you know, you'll play some of this music, and I happen to know the words. You know them all. No, I do not know them all. <laughs> I will not confess to that at all. That would be a big lie, and I don't want to. No, y'all, you guys out there, pray for me. Pray this, for me. This office is in the church. You cannot lie in church. You the, know I won't words. lie outside of church either, but <laughs> I do not know all the words. Anyway, so, yeah, but that was kind of fun. Uh, nice to meet you. Miss Christie, and uh, I'm sure you're cuter than you look, but, you know, you got the mask on, so I could just see, you know, her eyes and her hair was cute, and she was a cute little thing, but I'm sure she's cuter in person without the mask on, too, so. Anyway, I had a good breakfast, and I had a good good morning with you until we went to where I get my nails done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That man in there, there's one gentleman, and he must have said the same thing <laughs> six times in a row. And then he wanted to involve me in the conversation, so he was like, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> and there was other ma'ams in there, you know. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I just was trying to ignore him. And he speaks kind of broken English. I was trying to pretend like I didn't speak English at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, what sort of Jesus-y stuff is on your heart? <laughs> 
that Jesus' stuff is, um, you know, what kind of people ought we to be? And I want to be a, a peace-loving, peacemaking kind of person, um, and which is what I was talking about. It didn't sound like it with your comments about music. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> 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 if that, if I had records, like, you know, I'd be in the back room going, break that one, put in the trash. <laughs> but no, we got all those other. But anyway, yeah, I want to be a peace-loving, peace-making kind of person. And, uh, you know, I was telling Pastor Ken as I came in, even telling this story about about the guy, you know, if if they were Christians or, or I could have easily said, you know what, let's just pray. Let's pray for our leaders or pray for our country. Um Instead of just letting him go on, but there's no stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know the one thing, and this has always been difficult for me. I'm, you know, when people we we go to several places where people don't speak English, mm-hmm. and um, you know when your whole life is communicating, and you can't communicate, yeah. it is impossible. It's so difficult. So I pray, Lord, give me their language. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet, but I keep praying every yeah. time. The yeah. whole time that was going on to them going. Please, Lord, give me their language. Uh-huh. I'll share you. I'll tell them about you. Yeah. But that miracle hasn't happened yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. But um, but anyway, what kind of people should we be? And so I was looking at First um, Peter 2. Paula, before you get started there, you can organize your thoughts. Sure. we got Jimmy waiting on line one. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Salamat. No. You know what that means? What? No. Salamat. That's Filipino. Like, hello. Oh well, uh, yeah, it's not, it's you not, too. yeah. It's not Filipino. It's Tagalog. Tagalog, yeah, yeah Tagalog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. We got another. One. <laughs> well, I just heard. I just heard because y'all speak to people in different languages. But anyway, I was going to tell yeah. you. I was going to ask you. Okay, I heard you preach or uh, talk yesterday about we share the truth and love, right? Yes. That means sharing the whole gospel with people, right? Trying to share the whole gospel. And is it that is that what it means? Because some people tell me that I'm scaring people away because I share these scriptures that are like kinda scary to them. Am I doing the right thing or I mean I'm I'm trying to share with them what is going to happen according to the word of God. And yeah, Jimmy, I, I wouldn't lead. Yeah, I wouldn't lead with that. But but I think I think when some, especially when somebody is rejecting Jesus or or well, you know, I don't know about that kind of response. Then I think we got to tell them that the time is short and Jesus is coming back, and and every knee will bow and every tongue confess. But but I would never ever lead with that. And uh, I think sometimes we have a tendency to 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 think we're sharing the truth in love. Um, just by blasting people with the gospel, the gospel in and of itself takes only uh, a minute to 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 proclaim, and then um, um, that should lead into conversation. And um, you've heard me say this before, Jimmy, but I always try to find some area of common ground that I can talk with somebody about, um, so that I can open up um, uh, an opportunity to say to them, you know, uh, we're we're Christians. I'll give you an example today. We had a young girl uh, waiting on us at the restaurant, the breakfast restaurant that we go to. And we hadn't had her before, so we were talking to her. And um, uh, Paula was and her were having a back and forth. And she said something about uh, uh, us 
you know, you guys are famous around here or something kind of thing. And I said, well, we've been together 50 years. And that, that almost always provides an opening. And it did a little bit of an opening in this case as well. But, um, you know, I, I think asking people where they stand with Jesus is a good thing. Um, of course, sharing the gospel. But uh, we don't want to lead with the Great Tribulation or or the lake of fire. We, we, want to, we want to tell them about the goodness of God. Romans 5 says it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. Yeah. Uh, Romans 4, I think, not Romans 5, but it's God's kindness that leads to repentance, and we want to, we want to demonstrate that kindness. So the best way to do it is, is um, I don't know, the way, best way to do it is, like you said, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, Jimmy, I, I will share my testimony. People tell me kind of about their life and their sinfulness and stuff. I was like, I, I, I'm pretty quick to say, ooh, yeah, been there and done that. And I'm so thankful that, that Jesus saw that and he died for all of my sins. And he didn't let me continue going down that uh, dark hole straight to hell. He did. He loved me so much that he wanted to rescue me and, and adopt me into his family. And you know what? He wants to do the same thing for you. He loves you, whether you say yes today or not. He still loves you, and and he'll he'll try to draw you to himself. And so sometimes you're sharing your testimony instead of sharing, you know, if you don't turn, you're going to burn. That kind of a mentality. Oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes Jimmy, people people need to be afraid. So you're telling them what's going to happen. I've I've told people when they well that that might be right for you, but it's not right for me. I just tell them, but 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 it doesn't make it untrue. And if if what I believe is is right, and and I I know it is, then that means one day you're going to stand before God and give account of your life, and you're going to fall short. And the only option is going to be a sentence to an eternity of torment. And um, people don't like to hear that, but sometimes some people need to hear it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, the other night when I was uh, when I was teaching, the scriptures come up that those who live like this, sexual immorality, you know, um, fornication, all those kind of things, will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm we're declaring that because it's in God's word, um, but I don't know in particular who I'm talking to. I'm not pointing anybody out saying, you know I'm talking to you right now. No, it's not that at all. But that word will hit a heart, and sometimes people are very uncomfortable with that, but we want to tell them the truth in love that they will get saved yeah. here and now, not every every knee will bow, every tongue confess. We want every knee to bow and every tongue confess here and now so that they'll be friend and not foe <laughs> when they get there. Jimmy, let me give you an example. Paula one time was talking to our older son. And um, uh, he was going through some things, and he, he said, well, I'm going to get ready for the rapture. I'm going to get a haircut. And, and, and Paula looked right at him and said, what makes you think you're going? And he said, thanks, Mom, for bursting my bubble. And, and she said, well, your bubble needed to be burst because you're not going to heaven. You're not born again. And that's the kid who got born again. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so not at that moment he didn't, yeah, but, but that's, the that's the son who got born again. Thank you, Jimmy. God bless you, man. I appreciate it. You keep sharing Jesus. The Holy Spirit will will teach you the best way to do it. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions, Paula. Okay, so what I was saying is, um, you know, 
we're Christians, we're in the last moments of the last days, and, you know, we've been asking, um, well, in my little scribblies, it says, what kind of people are we to be? And so I'm reading in First Peter, and when I got to uh, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, so, get rid of all evil behavior, be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Paula, for our, our audience, what, what are those verses? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. First Peter 2, 1 through 3. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we as Christians, we need to be done with all of those things, all the evil behavior. Um, I think it says some sometime later... Don't fall back into your old ways. You know, um, even being in the nail salon, I really wanted to tell that guy when he asked me, (laughs) I wanted to say, yeah, with that attitude. I heard you already kind of thing, but yeah, I know. Our world's in a mess and it's it's really sad. You know, that's the Christ-like thing. And so I wanted to get rid of, any and all evil behavior. I don't want to respond in my flesh. I don't real. I don't want to react in my flesh, but to be done with all deceit, you know, even exaggerations. I don't want. I don't want to exaggerate, you know. And, and we do that, and I want to catch myself and straighten that up right away. No hypocrisy. I don't want to live a double life, you know. Um, I don't want to say one thing and, and live another. I, I don't, and so I don't want to be jealous. Yeah, especially as I'm getting older, Pastor Bob, I look in the mirror and I'm jealous of who I used to be. <laughs> you know, I could run faster, jump higher, and, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, two years ago, two years ago, yeah, dancing with the kids in for vacation Bible school, I looked at them because they were like, go, Grandma, go, Grandma. I said, yeah, Grandma needs to go sit down. <laughs> And so this year we didn't have VBS, and I was thinking maybe that was the Lord's way of saying, I answered a prayer for you, girl. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm kind of jealous of who I used to be and the things I used to be able to do. Not not so much anymore. But in other things, jealous of, of other people's gifts or anything like that. I don't want to be that person. And I sure don't want to use any unkind speech. And it says to get rid of all unkind speech. You know, um, whether it's behind the keyboard, well, or face to face, or huh? face to face, yeah. And so, like newborn babies, um, you must crave pure spiritual milk, so that I'll go into a full experience. And it says, "Cry out for this nourishment." And so, this morning I was out sitting on the couch reading this. I said, "Lord, I'm crying out for this nourishment. I'm truly crying out for this nourishment." And what I taught on Monday was, "Wisdom comes from God." And in James one five, it says, "If you need wisdom," Ask God who will give it generously, and he will not rebuke you because he knows you need the wisdom. And so as I was crying out for this nourishment, um, I was asking for wisdom as well. And now that it says, now that I have had a taste of the Lord's kindness, he's been so kind to me to forgive me of all of this stuff. Because I used to be like, I used to do all this stuff, you know, Um, and I want to be different. So anyway. It's a much better way to live. It's it's easier to go to sleep at night. It's easier, uh, you know. There's nothing worse than when you're you're ministering to somebody, 
and the Holy Spirit is pounding your heart about something that you, you, you've been convicted of mm-hmm. that you need to deal with. Those mm-hmm. are really hard things. Yes. It's, just, it's just easier to live your life before the Lord day after day. Um, um, not, not for what he can do, for what he's already done. Mm-hmm. And just say, Jesus, I want, I want my account to be cleared every minute of every day so that there's nothing against me. I, I want to be, the enemy's going to accuse me. I don't want him to have any substance mm-hmm. in those mm-hmm. accusations. And I think sometimes um, we think that we're okay with certain things. Um, you know, we've had people talk about uh, this political system, this what the, the guy at the salon was talking about today, um, politics, and, and everybody thinks their cause is righteous. But even if their cause is righteous, it ceases to be righteous when we sin because of it. Yes. And it's just, it's just easier to walk before the Lord. Uh, in view of the, the, the time being short, what kind of life, what manner of life ought we to live? Mm-hmm. That's something that we ought to be thinking about all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you know, because we are God's chosen people, royal priests, you know, a holy nation, God says, be holy because I'm holy. Love people because I am love. Um, live at peace as far as it depends on you, but live at peace and watch your watch yourself because he says we are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And I like this the way he says this in the NLT. As a result of those things, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. That's what I want people to see when they see and hear me. I was so thankful. Christy said, oh, I recognize your voice. You know, and it was a nice moment. But I want to always have nice moments. And so, because I want to honor God. And that's what I was crying out for. Lord, make sure I will honor you. Not get in my flesh and act stupid. Yeah, and, and to explain, Paul, I've called the church here at Calvary Chapel to a week of repentance, Yeah, to, to examining our hearts, not, not somebody else's heart, but just our hearts, our behavior, our communication with other people, and, and getting to a place where we can say, um, Jesus, uh, my prayers can be heard because my prayers are in the middle of your will, yeah. and my life is lived in such a way that my sins are forgiven, um, the, 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 the joy of my salvation is, is evident to people. And we can't do that if we're uh, holding on to things that, that, that are helping us to justify the unjustifiable, the, the sin that's in our own lives. So it's one of those things, Paula, where we've really just got to be sure that we're okay with the Lord. That's why Paul says to examine yourselves daily. And, and that's not just every day, it's all day. Just to be sure that our 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 accounts are short, and and if we'll do that, then there's no prayer that will come from our lips that can't be heard. Um, there's no ministry opportunity that we'll be disqualified from. Um, it's just one of the things that we've got to be really, really serious about and committed to doing, and that really is the key, I think, to a joy-filled, passion-filled life. Yeah, you know, it was, you you called us to this week of prayer and repentance, and, um, you know, I always get convicted. I like conviction. Everybody knows I like conviction, but I don't love conviction. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's a difference. Um, you know, I was thinking, I gave the ladies a, a list, just 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Use that as like a, a, a list to say, love is patient. How you doing, Paula? Are you patient? Love is kind. How you doing? Are you kind? You know, and nobody's going to be these things all the time. If so, Jesus would not have had to come. We all but, ought to want to be yes, all those things that's all the right. time. That's exactly right. Love is not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. And it's not rude. And anybody who thinks that they can be completely sinless here and now, they didn't read this list. Not with a, not with a pure, honest heart. Because patience, kindness, not being jealous, not being, they're boasting right there if they say they can be sinless. But proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Wow, as you're praying, Lord, do I, does it have to be my way or the highway for everybody? You know? Does it have to be my way or the highway? It is not irritable. Hmm. And it keeps no records of being wronged. Really? How you doing out there? You know? And again, Pastor Ron keeps saying, it's not about you guys out there. I'm taking this list before the Lord, too, but I'm just going to give you this list. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Yeah. Well, you can hear the music. We've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Paula, you look like you're inspired. Oh, well, I'm just going to finish my list. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, because this is my judgmentalist kind of thing, legalistic. If I have to do this, so do you. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Forgive me. What happened to this is just all about me. <laughs> yeah. See how quickly we forget? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, going back to the, the list of taking our hearts before the Lord and comparing our love to his love. Um, does our love look like his? And where it says, love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Do we put our hand up and say, I'm done with you, I'm done with this, I'm done with that? Um, love never gives up. Never, love never loses faith. You know, it didn't work out the way I thought it would, Jesus. And so, hmm, you know. Love is always hopeful. It's hopeful, you know. In the end, we really win. Um, just because we, we're going to have to suffer through some stuff, maybe, maybe not, Um one of the things that, one of the things we have to understand when we come across a, 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 a passage of scripture like that, love is always hopeful, and there's so many people who've lost hope. Yeah. Uh, it's because they're dwelling in the opposite of love. You know, they're they're looking at circumstances, or they're looking at the person that they're living with. If that's where you are, you, you've got to look at Jesus. You got to be with Jesus. Yeah, the I, toughest one is coming up. The toughest one is coming up. 
and it endures every circumstance. You know what? The enduring through every circumstance is what teaches us that we can be patient, that we can be kind. If we'll just hang in there and we look at it on the other side, I'm just talking of just, I'm getting like, oh, yeah, that's how it worked, you know. Um, enduring through every circumstance, realizing just be with Jesus because he'll just be with you in the circumstance. He will teach you what his love is all about. His love is patient, and it's kind in particular in the whole bit, and we'll, we'll really get it. We'll get it eventually if we don't give up. And then, uh, you know, his love lasts forever. He never stops loving us, no matter what so we do. So the NLT doesn't say love keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, no, it said that up here. It's, it is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Okay. Uh-huh. That's the hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do a good job of keeping those records. Mm-hmm. You did this. You said this. It's one of the things, one of the things, if, if we will go before the Lord every day, then we can be reminded by the Holy Spirit that anything and everything that happened to us in the past is gone. It's in our past. We don't have to be reminded of those things. We don't have to, to, to make decisions based on those wrongs that were, were, were done to us. Um, I was listening on the radio um, yesterday, I think, to, to Rander okay. uh, Draper at, uh, at Maranatha. Mm-hmm. And Rander, Rander's such a good guy, mm-hmm. such a good man. Mm-hmm. And and he he was saying you know we have a tendency that somebody done something to us we 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 think that gives an excuse to misbehave or gives us an excuse to to do something different um, even though we know that doesn't please the Lord and it doesn't the record of wrongs that I committed against Jesus is wiped out thus the record of wrongs that people have done to me mm-hmm. I've got to wipe them out. Mm-hmm. And when the enemy keeps pushing those buttons and tries to bring those things back up, mm-hmm. we've got to remember always that he's the source of that. And he's mm-hmm. trying to destroy us. And um, what kind of life ought we then to live? We've got to be forgivers, eager forgivers, yep. quick forgivers. Yep. Um, but we also need to remember that that um, everybody messes up. And just as we've received a lot of chances, we ought to be givers of many second chances to others as well. Yeah. Yeah, I said at the beginning, I want to be, what kind of people ought we be? Peace-loving, peacemakers, and peace-loving is that state of tranquility or quiet, harmony in personal relations, especially with God, Um, a state of security or order within a community, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. You know, um, I want to have harmony in my personal relations, but the way that's going to happen is my relationship with God, of course, first. But um, that freedom, like you're saying, all the stuff from my past will disquiet me. And it will, those are oppressive thoughts, and I can act in oppressive emotions as though I'm still the same person instead of realizing, you know, I'm new in Christ. And I don't have to act like the old Paula because I have a new life and Jesus lives in me. And I can choose. Sometimes my flesh is like flaring, and I have to really think about, oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to act like this. Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit me. will convict you if you're, if you're sensitive to his leading. And doesn't he? You know, you know Paul, when we refuse to, to uh, when we keep holding others accountable for what they've done to us, mm. we're holding them to a higher standard than God holds us to. Because he's forgiven and forgotten. Yep, yep. 
Now, people say, well, he's God. I can't, I'll forgive, but I can't forget. Mm -hmm. But the idea is when we dwell in what we can't forget in our memories, then we're really going back there. And we're giving the enemy an opportunity to sit down and destroy us. And that's exactly what he does. Yep, yep. Um, Peace-loving is also uh, gentle and, and mild in disposition. Yielding, this was a, a good word. Yielding means give way. In my, in my notes it says, you don't have to be right. And don't we argue to get, like you said the other day, don't we argue, try to get the last word in. You know, like with Jacob and <laughs> Laban, there, can you top this kind of thing? Laban was funny. God said, don't say anything good or bad to Jacob. He appeared to him in a dream. He warned him for his own good. He sure did. And he just could not shut up, could he? <laughs> he just had to get it in. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jacob exploded. And, and while Jacob's argument was 100% right, he lost his righteousness and his position of righteousness from which to bargain with. Yeah. And he lost it the minute that he blew his top. And and we humans justify doing that because we think our cause is righteous when, in fact, righteousness is not even in the same zip code we're in when we're behaving that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and I'm, I'm coming to this realization, um, and I said this I don't know how many times last night, we don't know what we think we know. We all have our opinions, you know, and our opinions, we want it to matter. And um, we really don't know what we think we know. Only God knows the whole story. Only God knows the truth. And so when we are just insistent on being right, um, we need to yield to the Lord because we need to be right with God. A good example of that was Laban last night when Jacob did explode on him. Um, Laban could say nothing because everything Jacob said was the truth. Mm-hmm. And and Laban thought he was self-righteous because you stole away from me in the middle of the night. You stole my gods. And, mm-hmm. and of course, not, none of that happened. At least Jacob not didn't Jacob. know any of that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think we've, we've got to get into a place where um, we recognize that needing to be right is sinful pride. And we're putting our need to be right ahead of the life, the heart, and the mind of somebody for whom Jesus died. And that's just something that, that, that our flesh does instinctively. Yeah. Um, what we've got to do is make walking by the Spirit instinctive yeah. rather than walking according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And speaking of walking by the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, Pastor Ron. Of course, you know this already. <laughs> you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Um, but it produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that's what I asked the ladies last night. When you're in our week of prayer and repentance, go before the Lord. Ask honestly, is this what your life looks like? Ask your kids. I didn't say that, but I'm going to say that now. Ask your kids, because they'll sure tell you. Mom, Dad, I don't see much love. I sure don't see much joy. The peace. Yeah, I have, we have some people who, they'll come to our house, and this is exactly what they said. We we come to your house because it's peaceful here. And you're talking about some kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's peaceful. You know, Paula, and you know this, obviously, but 
but one of the most enduring memories from my childhood. And I'm talking from uh, as soon as I can remember through high school when I left home and went to college. Um, one of the most enduring memories, painful memories, is my mom and dad yelling at each other. And my dad putting me in the car to go practice baseball or something and, mm-hmm. and yelling at me about my mother, you know. I, uh, he said terrible things uh, about her. And I'm, I'm just a kid in the car and I'm listening to all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember um, as early as five and six years old uh, going into my room, burying my head under a pillow and saying, stop, 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 make them stop, make them stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just knowing that I was going to be one of those divorce casualty kids. Yeah. Now, that didn't happen while I was there. My parents later divorced. But, but um, um, the, the, the insecurity that that breeds yeah. in children at home, and, and that leads to a defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And certainly, your Jesus isn't attractive. And yet, I can't tell you what a tragedy this is, but those kinds of homes exist um, among Christians. And and why would our children want anything we have if that's the environment that we put them in? Yeah. And, and we, we've essentially kicked Jesus out of the house when we when we find ourselves in those places. Mm-hmm. But um, and then we justify it. Well, she did this or he did that, mm-hmm. and instead we we have no high ground. Yeah. We've lost the moral high ground. We've lost the 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 highway of righteousness, mm-hmm. and and um, it doesn't matter. If we were right or not, because our behavior demonstrates we're not. You know, when you talk about goodness as a fruit of the Spirit, people misunderstand that. They think often that's just doing good things. But that goodness is is better translated godness, Mm -hmm. and it just means we become more like him. Our character becomes more like him. Our responses become more like him. And certainly all of us in this process of sanctification... All of us ought then to be uh, more and more like Jesus every day. That's what goodness is. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of a contact goodness. His goodness rubs off on us the more we're with him and the more time that we spend with him. Yes, yes, Lord. Paula, we got Reuben from Seguin on line one. Reuben, thanks for calling. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ron. Hey, Mama, how are y'all doing today? We're doing Hi, well, sweetie. thank you. Um. I know I've called in before, and I've I've said this. Uh, I know that this isn't a prayer line, but uh, I my family hates prayer, uh, and I apologize, Pastor. Uh, you know for asking for prayer, but uh, you know my Ruben, mind. You don't is ever have going. to. You don't ever have to apologize for asking for prayer. Thank you. My. Uh, my stepfather passed away last night um, oh. from COVID, and my mother, she just got out of the hospital because of COVID, but she's in a nursing home. And uh, about three hours ago, they uh, took my cousin off life support. Uh, she had COVID, and the doctor said she wasn't going to make it, so they took her off of it, and... I ended up getting tested again and came up positive again. Don't know how that happened, but mm. I know that God took me out of it the first time, and I know he's going to get me out of it the second time. 
So if you could pray for my family, we're hurting after losing my brother. And now we lose a father. And uh, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, Ruben, let me uh, pray. Let me pray right now, and then I'll be praying. Paul will be praying. I'm sure many in this audience will will as well. Father, mm-hmm. uh, we, we see the ravages of this illness. We see the effects of the fall, and and it cuts deep into our hearts. And I pray for our brother, our friend Reuben. We ask you to to give his him strength. Let him remember to be a light in the middle of all of the pain. That Reuben has a hope that that some in his family do not have. And may that hope come to the forefront. I want to pray for uh, those who are hurting from loss. I want to pray for those who are currently um, uh, positive for for COVID. Um, I want to pray for Reuben, Lord, uh, as he's tested positive. Um, Lord, wrap your arms around them. Um, keep their, fa- their, their, their faces in your hands, looking up, tilting them to look upward, higher and higher. Where you're seated at the right hand of the glory in heaven. Jesus, we ask you for protection and we ask you to heal. Please, Lord, for your glory. Amen. Reuben, please keep in touch with us. Let us know how you're doing and uh, we will, will be praying, okay? Thank you, Reuben. All right, thank you. God, God bless Bye, you. Sorry, honey. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah, and Paul, that's a reminder. Uh, our our regular caller Ray, mm-hmm. uh, who who calls, lost his father uh, last night as well in a nursing home mm-hmm. uh, from COVID. Very very old, but but mm-hmm. but contacted COVID and and uh, uh, we lost him last night. So I'd ask you to keep Ray uh, in your prayers as well during mm-hmm. a, uh, what is a difficult time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Paula, we've talked about this not on this program, I don't think, but how difficult to be separated from your family, those who are in nursing homes and assisted living centers mm-hmm. and uh, for for protection, for protecting their clients, they've got to keep people away. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who won't have any closure. Yeah. They don't get to say goodbye to people mm-hmm. and they don't get to, to that so one last I love you yeah. type of thing they don't get to have. Mm-hmm. So um, this is just a, a matter for prayer constantly. Yeah in this terrible, terrible time. I'm so sorry, Reuben. Um, Yeah. And yet, you know, you have to say, Lord, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? You know, that's just so sad because you can get where just the enemy's right there to beat you up to say, what's the, what's the hope? What's the point? You know? And, uh, that's why I think it's 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 even more important for us to get out and say, "Are you saved?" Because yep. He's coming soon. Time is short. You know, there's so much going on in our world. And um, for a minute today, uh, because you know I was in the world, I'm up not of the world, but I'm, I'm in the world. And today I was in that world, and I wanted to tell that man so bad to please be quiet. Um, <laughs> But we're in this world, and there's so much that can distract us. And yet, I know this he's coming soon. He's coming soon, and we need to be looking up ourselves. Um, you know, not to make light of anything, but I really want to be with Jesus. I don't like the process of how it is that a lot of us will get there. But, you know, as a Christian... 
I told somebody the other day, if I get to that place where they're going to probably put the paddles on my heart or whatever, don't pray me back. I'm talking to you right now, Pastor Ron, looking <laughs> in your baby blue eyes. Do not pray me back. When I get to that point, just let me go. You know, um, it was one of those things, like today I was going to say is, it was so, like, kind of depressing where I just wanted to go home. <laughs> and so I did um, before coming back here to the your office, <laughs> the studio, just to sit with the Lord just for a couple of minutes say, man, I need a reboot. You know, I mean, I've been in the world and my feet were getting dirty. He says, I know, baby. Let me just wash your feet and you can start over. But focus, focus up and above all the stuff. And see, Paula, most people don't take that time. They just sort of deal with it and try to try to keep on going. And, and I think whether it's just, just pull over in your car or go home and get in a in a quiet place for a minute, we we need the reboot. Yeah. You know, when when Jesus washed Peter's feet, Peter said, uh, um, "Oh Lord, you'll never wash my feet." And and Peter's response predictably was, "Oh Lord, Lord, wash all of me." And he said, "No, no, no, Peter." It's only your feet to get dirty in this world. The rest of you is already clean. Mm-hmm. And I think there's times when we gotta gotta let Jesus wash our feet figuratively, um, so that we can go out and then do whatever it is He wants us to do. You know, uh, Reuben's call is 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 uh, great. Also, Paul, in your response for Jimmy when he called earlier uh, about sharing the gospel, um, the one thing that we have right now as a tool for sharing the gospel that we've never had before is that there are hundreds of thousands of people dying. And 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 there is nobody safe from COVID. You and I have said this over and over. We're all going to get it. And there's nobody safe from it. And so we can talk to people. You're afraid of this. What if you get it and you don't know Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, you know, every day is uh, people now are facing eternity. So, Paula, we're inside five minutes. What do you got? Let's elevate things a little bit. Okay. So, Pastor Ron, we're going to be talking about marriage soon. And it seems like you've been... I'm going to be doing it tomorrow. I was going to say, it (laughs) seems like you've been talking about marriage quite a bit. And praise the Lord, the women's part is over. (laughs) So, all the ladies will be at church tomorrow night. (laughs) Praying for our husbands to come right on along. But... um, so you're going to be talking about the, the man's role. And, you know, I would tell the ladies sometimes when, they're, when you're going to do marriage counseling, I, I tell the ladies this. If, it's, if you've been doing your part, good. Don't worry about it. Pastor Ronald's been given a gift. He can look right into your husband's eyes, down into his heart, and know what's going on. So for all of you men, I feel bad for y'all. <laughs> That's, that's, no, that's not right, because yeah, Jesus no, yeah. wants the conviction and the correction and, and, and the, the this, this is really good news. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to do these words, husbands love your wives. Ooh, I I'm, can't hardly wait to get I'm it. not even going to get the whole chapter. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, next verse? Friday, uh, yeah, I can't get the whole verse. Uh-huh. And then the next Friday, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Jesus as an example of how he wants us to love our mm-hmm. wives. Mm-hmm. And then the third week, uh, dealing with the men, uh, we'll talk about the giving himself up for her. Um, you know, most men are in for this, except for the giving themselves up for her. We want, mm-hmm. we want uh, to put ourselves first, and Jesus never did that. Mm-hmm. 
He never did that. So uh, I think this is important. We just happen to be in Ephesians chapter 5. We're not doing this because we're going to be doing a marriage conference in a, in a few weeks. Um, uh, we're doing it um, because we study through the Bible yeah, verse by verse. Yeah, because it just happens to be And this right is here. where we are. Yeah. And um, uh, honestly, this is the way Jesus wants us to love everybody, not just our wives. It's just wife-specific mm-hmm. in context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is a huge, huge thing. When your wife feels loved, she'll be lovely. You know, and uh, you always say, husbands make your wife feel like the most beautiful, most precious. That's my nickname. And so, um, on the face of the earth. And most loved. And most loved. That's safe and secure. Yeah, yeah. And that's a job that we're going to stand before Jesus and say, here's, let's see your performance review. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we get to heaven, there are going to be rewards. And I, I want people at Calvary Chapel to get... Um, rewards for the way they ministered as unto the Lord to their wives. And um, um, I don't want anybody here to be with any excuse at all. Yeah. If if they continue to be selfish, if they continue to refuse the call of God in their homes, um, the blood is not going to be on my head. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to be really, really direct. And yeah. that's... Um, kind of the way I am anyway. I know. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, or maybe Tuesday, when you were talking about men, um, be clean, take a shower, smell good. <laughs> and you know me, I, I say this all the time, I'm so glad I'm married to a neat, clean guy. I told, I told a young lady. I will be seeing that in Oklahoma, by the way. <laughs> I told a young lady the other day, I said, you're, you're a messy person? I'm sorry, baby, you can't come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it, we, I hardly even keep trash in my bathroom trash cans. In the kitchen one, okay, for a day or two, but it got to go too. But yeah, I'm so thankful that you're a neat, clean guy. And and you know, at, at the beginning of our marriage, and um, I wasn't uh, trusting that I could just tell you anything, good or bad. And now I, I that's because I was an idiot. Now I feel pretty <laughs> confident that I can tell you anything, and. You know, if you react in a in a in a way that maybe is hurtful for you, um, I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry, but I can tell you whatever and know that I'm safe. When two become one, you can't keep secrets. That's yeah. the that's the whole idea. Yeah. Well, Paula, we're well. I was gonna say we're just about out of time, and the music came uh-huh. on. Uh, this is the date day edition of the program. Paula, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for being you. Thank you. And I'm still going to want to put the paddles on you, bring you back. No, come on, no, <laughs> let me go. Hey, thanks for tuning in. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll be back, Lord willing, tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.